Hi, I'm Stephen Cap Perry, host of In Good Faith. I'm with senior producer Heather Bigley. Hello. And we are here book in hand to tell you about this quarter's book for our In Good Faith book club. It's the Bhagavad Gita. Have you ever heard that before? <laughs> the Bhagavad Gita is 700 verses out of this longer text called the Mahabharata. And the Bhagavad Gita itself, I like to let people know, originally written in Sanskrit, the title means the song of God. So, which is just lovely, right? To believe you're going to dive in. But what kind of song of God? That's really what we're here to talk about. Yeah. So this is a first for our, our In Good Faith book club is to take an actual book of scripture rather than perhaps a Catholic philosopher or uh, writing a, a work of fiction yeah. that draws on the themes of their faith. But this is an accessible one. I don't. I want people to be brave and say, yeah, I could dip my toe into this. And we have yeah. an excellent, excellent guide. So first of all, we're reading the Bhagavad Gita, Laurie Patton's translation. She's a past guest, uh, episode 77 in season four. She did this translation. It's published with Penguin Classics. So you could get this at the library, find it on Amazon. And if you listen to episode 77, she talks about her process in translating the Bhagavad Gita and how she just did a little bit every day. And worked her way through. And there's an introduction in the book about what you were reading, why it was translated the way it is. And for our book club, we have an excellent guide in person, Ravi Gupta, who's also a previous guest. Episode 75 from season four, he holds the Charles Red Chair of Religious Studies and is a professor and department head in the Department of History at Utah State University, author of an abridged translation of the Bhagavata Purana, published in 2017. And Dr. Gupta is a permanent research fellow of the Oxford Center for Hindu Studies and a past president of the Society for Hindu Christian Studies. Yeah, just someone who is knowledgeable, but also warm and inviting and not shaming for those of us who may not know everything there is to know about this text and how to understand it. And one of the things that he he does really well is set up what the story is. What is this little self-contained section of the larger Hindu scriptures? And so it's a dialogue between a warrior named Arjuna and Krishna, who is there disguised as the charioteer for Arjuna, who is a prince about to lead people into battle, and he realizes that all the people he's going to be fighting against are actually his relatives. And he wonders, can I do this? Is this even right? And this interesting dialogue that happens back and forth between Arjuna and his charioteer, who it slowly dawns on Arjuna He's talking to someone much different than just a charioteer. Yeah. I think one of the reasons we picked this book was because this is the kind of book that gets referenced tons in interfaith circles, but also in literary circles. It's seen as a book that you should have read. And Uh. many of us might even have it on our bookshelves. (laughs) already and just hope nobody really asks us any questions about it. Why is this so known in American culture? Well, it goes all the way back to those New England transcendentalists, Emerson and Thoreau. Uh, They're people who kind of seized upon it and started using it in their own writing. But this is really famous because of 
Oppenheimer. So if you were part of Barbenheimer, the movement and film uh, trend this summer, you may have actually heard part of the Bhagavad Gita get quoted. This famous Sanskrit quote about Robert Oppenheimer after they had detonated an atomic bomb and had seen exactly what it, it could do. The famous quote, now I am become death, the destroyer of worlds. Right. And actually, if you look for that in this translation, it's not exactly those same words. So you're slightly different. You're going to have to find it. But this whole idea of destruction and rebirth and and the point isn't even was there an actual Arjuna? Was there an actual battle? Although there is a place in India that's designated as the place where this happened. Dr. Gupta leads us through this interesting discussion about meaning and personal application. I felt that I was connected with this book of scripture, which I had always been interested in but never felt connected to. Yeah, yeah. There's. I'm just going to read a few beautiful things that actually don't show up in our discussion. <laughs> uh, we, never, we never got to them. There's this whole section where Krishna is like slowly revealing who he is, and I just loved the poetry here. I think we should all remember that so many of our sacred texts were written as poetry. Mm. Why might that be? And meant to be sung or chanted. Yes, sung or chanted, performed in a way that sort of brings either this transcendental experience for or transcendent experience for the reciter in, in privacy or to bring the entire audience with you into into that transcendent space. So he says, I am the taste in the waters. I am the radiance in the sun, in the rabbit-marked moon, the sacred symbol om in all the Vedas. I am the fresh smell within the earth. I am the brilliance in the flaming sun. I am the heated discipline in those who meditate. I am the insight. I am the strength. I am that desire. He's going through and he's sort of revealing how he, as an avatar of God, is present in everything and is the power behind everything and is the delight in everything. Uh, and for me, it was really lovely to think about. I don't think of myself as a mystic. Uh, I'm much more a, like, where is God in my life right now and how do I figure things out? But this, this moved me a little closer to that mystical space. And it's interesting that you could look at this as, oh, I get to dive into this exotic book from elsewhere and other traditions not connected to me. But I think even though that may be valid for a Western reader, the first thing that I discover is that I'm relating to the thoughts of Arjuna and also to these really expansive images of Krishna describing this kind of a scale beyond time that we can even understand of death and rebirth. And then all the way down to that little, the little moments that you just described, the taste of the water. Come for the exoticism, <laughs> stay for the spiritual enlightenment, Yeah, is how I'd put it. Heather and I had this discussion with Dr. Gupta, with Ravi Gupta, as well as with two of our students, and they had delightful insights. And I was so glad that they had each read the entire work, and we hope you will join us for this discussion. Go ahead, get a copy, find it through Kindle, whatever. Our book club episode for the Bhagavad Gita, A Song of God, will air on January 28th, 2024.